Hey everybody, I'm Jonathan Randall and welcome to another episode of How You Like Me Now. Well, today is May 15th, also known as Nakba Day, commemorating the Nakba, which means catastrophe, which began in 1948 when over 750,000 Palestinians were driven from their homes. Now, the thing about the Nakba is it's not just something that happened. It's something that has been happening for the past 75 years and is currently happening right now. Where under Israel's occupation, Palestinians face discrimination, land and property seizures, home demolitions, restrictions of movement, administrative detention, raids, beatings, and killings, just to name a few. So for the first time, the UN will commemorate Nakba Day with an event that serves as a reminder of the historic injustice suffered by the Palestinian people. So a lot of people want to like deny that the Nakba is a thing or that the Nakba ever happened, which is awful and a little bit insane. And it's really crazy and it makes me so sad when I see this denial coming from Jewish people because denying the Nakba is almost like someone denying the Holocaust. Now, I'm not comparing the Nakba to the Holocaust, but I am comparing the denial of it. Denial of mass trauma. I'm comparing that, because that's just disgusting to deny people's mass trauma, and it should definitely not happen, you know? It's like denying like a mass atrocity out of bigotry and for political gain. If you do that, you're not a good person, whether it's for the Holocaust, whether it's for the Nakba. The Nakba is something that not only did happen in 1948, but it's something that is still happening today as the Palestinian people live under occupation. I want to read something to you guys uh, from Mohammed El Kurd, who was a Palestinian from uh, Sheikh Jarrah, whose family home, half of it got taken over by uh, Israeli settlers who were really from Brooklyn, all under the protection of the Israeli military. And he is a poet and a writer. And he was a big part of the protests a couple years ago when Israel was trying to evict Palestinians from Sheikh Jarrah. Anyways, he wrote, at a certain point in every Palestinian's life, we realize that the Nakba is far from over. If you're not evicted from your home, it's demolished. If you're not imprisoned, you're shot in the street. If you're not shot in the street, there's a drone in your sky in the Gaza Strip. If it's not a bomb, it's exile. That's what it's like living under the occupation. And guess what? It's never ending. It doesn't seem like there's any plan for it to end. And it doesn't seem like it will. And you could point your fingers at Palestinian leadership. You could point your fingers at Israel. Um, all you're doing is pointing fingers. What we have to do is we have to figure out a way to live together. I know it's horrible. I know bad things happened. I know mistakes were made, but we got to learn from the past to make a better future and not keep on repeating awful things that have been happening year after year after year now for 75 years. So, you know, it's crazy that today is Nakba Day because, you know, there was just some like 
extreme fighting in Israel and Palestine. And after five days of fighting that killed 33 Palestinians and two people in Israel, thankfully, there is a ceasefire. So what happened was Israel targeted three leaders of the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, which I think really needs a name change because it's not doing any favors for the image of Palestinians or for Islam. And don't get me wrong, I'm not like a fan of the PIJ, but Israel didn't just kill three of their leaders. They killed their wives and their children all while they're sleeping, which I kind of have a problem with, especially coming from the most moral army in the world, all right? 10 civilians being killed so Israel could take out three Palestinian Islamic Jihad leaders isn't like acceptable math to me, you know? So after that happened, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad retaliated with over a thousand missiles into Israel, most of which either landed in open areas or were intercepted by the Iron Dome or David's Sling, which is a very confusing name to me because if that's David's Sling, who's Goliath? The Palestinian people who don't even have a military? Who, with their thousand missiles, managed to unfortunately kill just one Israeli, an 80-year-old woman, an old woman. That's what they did. That's who Goliath is. And they also killed a Palestinian laborer in Israel. And apparently, you know, their missiles always misfire from Gaza. And that happened again this time. And I guess they killed three people with a misfire. Apparently two were children. And I don't know. Those don't sound like the actions of a Goliath to me. All right. David Sling sounds more like Zionist propaganda. All right. It's horrible what happened, but like, really, we're calling it David Sling. And that kind of makes people want to assume that Palestinians are Goliath and they're not. OK, like not even like a little bit. So thankfully, there is a ceasefire. And civilians in Gaza aren't experiencing, you know, Israeli air raids on Nakba Day. You know, people don't want to recognize that this day is even a thing, which is just so absolutely insane. I mean, there has to be mass awareness. I mean, when it comes to America, you know, the story of Thanksgiving has changed. And now people could be open and honest about what happened and how the Native Americans were pretty much, you know, decimated and killed. Uh, that's the real story of Thanksgiving. People want to call it Indigenous Peoples Day. And uh, yes, I guess America came from that. Is it a good thing, a bad thing? That's definitely up for argument. But you can't deny what happened to the Native Americans. Just like we can't deny what happened to the Palestinian people back in 1948 and what's been happening to them ever since living under Israel's occupation. We can't deny it. It's happened and it's real and we have to, you know, we, we have to say this did happen. We have to acknowledge it. How are we supposed to move forward? How are we supposed to even think that there will be peace when we can't acknowledge the bad things that have happened? So one of the bad things that has happened was the killing of Shirin Abu Akleh, who was a very respected Palestinian journalist who was killed a little over uh, a year ago in the West Bank uh, by Israeli forces. And 
Finally, one year after she was killed, which that date was last week, an Israeli military spokesperson apologized for her death, which while is a little too little too late, it is a long way from blaming it on Palestinians, which they originally did. You know, many people believe that she was deliberately shot, okay? I mean, her family is still trying to get an investigation into her death. The U.S. Department of Justice and the FBI had opened an investigation, but Israel refused to cooperate. The family is trying to get the ICC to open an investigation. Of course, Israel doesn't want to cooperate with them either. According to a report from the Committee to Protect Journalists, since 2001, Israel has not charged or found any of its soldiers accountable for killing 20 journalists, 18 of which were Palestinians. And the same report says that the Israeli military show no respect for the press insignia and accuse journalists of terrorism without any evidence. This, you know, even Palestinian journalists, even, you know, freedom of press isn't really there. Israel likes to say it's only democracy. You know, this uh, representative that apologized said, oh, no, you know, we, we, we respect the press. It's important to have the press. Well, it doesn't seem that way when 20 of them are killed and nobody faces repercussions from it. I mean, I didn't make up the expression, actions speak louder than words, but it is totally true. So, uh, you know, there was just all this fighting, there was just, you know, airstrikes and missiles going back and forth. 33 people, lots of kids, you know, civilians killed in Palestine, unfortunately. An, an elderly woman was killed in Israel. People dying, people dying that don't need to be dying. They need to be living in peace. But I don't know, like, how Israel can say that, like, they want peace. They're advocating for peace. They're trying to get peace when this week, on the 18th, again, year after year, we will have the sickening flag march in Israel, which is when thousands of ultra-nationalist, ultra-nationalist, excuse me, let's, let's take that again. It's when thousands of ultra-nationalist Israelis march through the Muslim quarter in Jerusalem's old city, and guess what? They do so chanting things like, death to Arabs, or your village burns, or other racist and Islamophobic slogan, slogans provoking Palestinians and making Jews everywhere look bad. I mean, what, what, what is going on with these people's heads where they think that represents Jewish people in a good way when there's videos circulating of them screaming, death to Arabs, or saying, may your city burn. They're singing, may your city burn as they go through the Arab quarters. They're provoking Palestinians. That's what they're doing. They're provoking Palestinians. Uh, they say, no, 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 we're just trying to celebrate and mark the reunification of Jerusalem, but they could do so without going through Damascus Gate, without marching through the Muslim quarter. They, they could have this march if they want and not do it, but they don't want to just have the march. They want to rub it in Palestinians' face as much as possible, display their dominance, and try to get a violent reaction out of the Palestinian people so they could again play the victim, even though they are the ones that are provoking right now. So uh, I think this march is horrible. You know, you would think after 
five days of rockets and missiles and airstrikes that, you know, Israel would want to ease tensions. After all, they're the ones that want peace so bad, you know, if it was up to them, there'd be peace. But, you know, maybe it would be better for peace if you didn't let extremists march through the Muslim quarter. Just a suggestion, not that you'll take mine. You know, I've been getting so many nasty, horrible comments, but I gotta say the ones that really bother me the most are ones where I'm just talking about, you know, the basic human rights violations of the Palestinian people, talking about administrative attention, talking about the things that the Palestinian people go through and people are like, that's all lies. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? That's all lies. The, these are the things that are happening. Like, it's absolutely insane how brainwashed people are. And, you know, someone made a comment on one of my videos, and it kind of resonated with me, where a lot of Jewish people, their only really connection to Judaism is for, like, this love, this obsession with Israel. That's all they have. And they just don't really know what's happening. They kind of, like, want to stick to the original story, you know? They want to regurgitate. Oh, well, you know, uh, the UN partitioned and they fought back. I mean, how would you feel when, like, there was only a small Jewish community in Israel at the point? I think it was like a third uh, or less. And they got more than half of the land and they got the best ports and they got, you know, the best agricultural sites. I mean, of course, people are going to be upset when that happens. But people never want to bring that part up in the conversation uh, people just want to say, hey, we, we offered it to them, and they said no, and, like, there's more to the story. There was the, the Stern Gang, the Irgun, they were doing horrible things to Palestinians. They were considered terrorists by many people. Not only to Palestinians, they were doing horrible things to the British. Google the bombing of the King David Hotel, all right? Things were going down. It's not this rosy picture that Israel paints, and it's just crazy to me that so many people just blindly follow it, and that's why it makes me think so much that uh, Israel is the modern day golden calf and I really believe that and people have dedicated themselves to that. They forgot the true values of Judaism and instead they just want to hold on to this political ideology that is causing suffering to so many people. Okay? Uh, yes, let there be a Jewish state. Yes, I want Jews to feel safe and to feel comfortable, but I don't understand how they are. I mean, even just with the bombings that was going on last week, you know, it's just like, oh, well, you know, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, they really need a new name, uh, they were planning an attack, so we had to stop them. Well, it seemed like after you try to stop them by killing them, then over a thousand missiles were fired into Israel. So like, how is that stopping them? I don't understand. It's just like continuing this cycle of violence where Israel has the upper hand and Palestinians are just gasping for air. They're just gasping for life. And all it's doing is creating more and more people that are growing up living under the occupation that have hatred for Israel that bleeds over to all the Jewish people, which has got to end. You know, I, I used to say that on the American Jew podcast a lot. You know, of course, anti-Semitism has been around a long time before Israel, and it's going to be around, and it, it's prominent in the U.S. and Europe, all over the world. But I really believe that, like, the main source of modern-day anti-Semitism is Zionism. Anyways, I know this week I talked 
mostly about Palestine and Israel. That's because today is Nakba Day, and I want to honor it by dedicating the whole podcast to it. So uh, spread awareness. You know, this is going to come out. Nakba Day is going to be gone. It won't be back till next year. But still, we should be educating people what happened to the Palestinian people, what's happening to the Palestinian people. Just like, you know, Jewish people feel like it's important to have Holocaust education and awareness. It's also important to have Nakba education and awareness. If you're not following me on social media, please do. I'm everywhere at Jonathan Randall. I always appreciate you tuning in. Thanks a lot. I'm Jonathan Randall. How you like me now?